and welcome to the Barbatos Catholic Podcast, a show where three Mexican dads talk about faith, life, and culture. We are your hosts, Gustavo, Ivan, and Walter, and today we are going to talk about the importance of brotherhood. But first, a word from our sponsor. Now is a great time to learn more about CMF Curo as a Catholic healthcare option for your family. You can join anytime throughout the year, plus you'll experience an authentic Catholic community that cares about your whole health, spirit, mind, and body. CMF Curo members share medical burdens in community, have access to a spiritual director, concierge services, health and spiritual resources, and more. Visit MyCatholicHealthcare.com to learn more about CMF Curo. That's MyCatholicHealthcare.com. Welcome back to the show. Today, we are going to talk about this. Um, what did you bring that your dad made? Burritos de manejo. Describe them. So... It's not tortilla. <laughs> <laughs> you know where I was going with yes. this. It's <laughs> not tortilla. Le pones frijoles. <laughs> no, but the, the beans, are, I think they're cooked with like cheese and I don't know, some seasonings. I only have a question. Why are they still in the wrapper? Because <laughs> to keep them warm. I know, but why are we like. Do you want to have one? Eating? Yeah. On air? Oh, that'd be good. All right. Dude, my go. dad listens to this podcast. So if you guys eat a, one of his. Well, your dad is. Our, I'm sole well, sponsor of this podcast. I'm it's only right that we do it on air. Between meals. So I need to I'll keep close my eyes tomorrow. It sucks for you right now, but I'm going to have one. Ooh. You can hear the burrito. No, I'm good. Okay. Damn. I'm not, I'm not, I'm that is a uh, flour tortilla, soft flour tortilla. Gustavo is currently eating it. With beans. Describe. It, it's, it's tapasial for starters. It's tapasial. <laughs> That's... <laughs> That's Mexican for it's been in its um, casing and it's sweat a little bit. So it's nice and. Mm. Um, taco sudado. It's, it's taco sudado. It's not. I don't know. Paseado is the best description that no, I can I give it. Anybody that knows what a puro paseado is <laughs> knows what this tastes like. Um, has a little kick to it. I think it has like chile verde or, or jalapeño. Jalapeño curtido. Yeah, jalapeño curtido, which is. Awesome. See, that's the difference between Zacatecas and Northeast Mexico. We say uh, chiles and vinagre instead of encurtido. Mm, no, we say curtidos. Mm-hmm. Curtidos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just chewing He's on my mouth. just like, has a mouthful of... <laughs> my dad's going to be so, so proud. This is so good. This is such comfort food right now. <laughs> if you want this, Don Taco MTS might make an exception for you and bring burritos. Burritos de manea. De manea. 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 Mm-hmm. It's a place? I don't know. Manea is a slang word for like the brakes on your car. I don't know if that has to do with burritos it. Burritos de manea? Maybe because you're driving by and you see and you're like, and you stop that and makes get total sense because I would totally do that. <laughs> burritos de frenada. <laughs> burrito de freno. <laughs> well, thank you. <clears throat> Dang, dude. Now I want one. Can you give just, me one? Yeah, Pass too. them around. Yes. And, cool. and the tortilla is just like. I'm assuming he made the tortillas, right? Just save me one because I'm going to have it for breakfast tomorrow. All right. Please. You thank go. you. Thank you. So. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're ridiculous. In front of the microphone. <laughs> if you look at me, I have a belly. I like to eat. 
There's a reason why I'm this way. It's because both my parents are they pretty are amazing cooks. cooks. Ivan I'm and I spoiled. were roommates for um, a couple of years. And uh, I would usually get texts around like 5.30 or 6 that would be like, you have dinner yet? And I was like, no. <laughs> Come over to my parents. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And it was, I have never not liked anything that I have eaten in that house. It's so good, guys. So good. It's like, These are bomb. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. So, Adrian, thank you. Last episode, we talked out. I'm sorry. I'm kind of far away from Mike because I'm so chewing. Finished chewing. Last episode, we talked about that. My daughter, Andalusia, said that I, if I'm a patron saint of something someday, I'd be the patron saint of grilling. Mm -hmm. But it's funny that she says that because... Whenever I make carne asada, which is like it's, in my opinion, my go-to thing that I know how to make right mm -hmm. in the grill. You're you're a purist about carne asada. We'll yeah. talk about that later. Yeah. But she always is like, Dad, I really like your tacos, but Ivan's dads are better. Wow. So That is high praise. She, she puts your dad above her own father. Oh, she said that. Uh, your, yeah. your tacos are good, but my dads are better? Yes. Oh, dang. She's like, when, when is uh, uh, Mr. Garcia going to have another taco party? <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Thanks. you can hire them and don't tackle mm -hmm. empty. Thanks, Ana Lucia. We're going to keep the tab open for this mid-roll. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Anyway. Of the episode. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now I am hungry and um, we get to talk about friends that give you tacos. Friends give you tacos, yeah. you know? A good friend gives you tacos. Because I think that Mexicans, we show our love and appreciation with food. Oh, What's yeah. What's the magic sure. word? Te invito unos tacos. Te invito unos tacos. Ya cenaste, mijo. Even if you already yeah. had dinner, they're mm -hmm. going to try to feed you. Exactly. So I'm always like, what do you What do you want? I have croutons. You want some croutons? I don't know. Something. Um, but the importance of brotherhood we are discussing today, uh, it's a topic that is very near and dear to me. Um, I think mainly this comes from the fact that um, I don't have any brothers. I only have two sisters, wonderful sisters. But, you know, there is something that is missing there from um, uh, having a brotherhood. Um, and I it, just give a little bit of uh, context where I come from. Um, around the time that I was like in, uh, middle school, I was in the Boy Scouts in Mexico, which, you know, like slightly different from the Boy Scouts of America. But, um, but you know, that was like, that was like my crew. I was like my, my group that I, I belong to, like almost like kind of like tribal because, you know, there's a lot of like rituals mm -hmm. and rites of passing that, that come with uh, being in the Boy Scouts, like, um, when you get your badges and you go from like Cub Scouts to whatever is the next level, that's it's different. Eagle Scouts level. or whatever. Yeah. Um, so having that like sense of identity as a group and then having another um, source of like father figures or like complimenting father figures and like the, the other dads that were the guides and, and, mm -hmm. and things like that. My, my uncles and older Uh, cousins and, and 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 so on and so forth i think uh, little by little uh, as a boy you start like picking up things of like 
what does a man look like? Uh, what what is a man supposed to to be like, to act, um, and and all of those uh, things that make up um, manhood, I guess. Um, so cut to uh, like college years. There's like four good friends that um, that were like my crew in in college. One of them um, being Otto, uh, best friend from college, and um, my only Catholic friend back in Mexico, um, which it sounds very odd to mention that because of, you know, once I had my uh, real version, um, there was like not a lot of community, you know? It, it, everybody is Catholic in Mexico, but like culturally, it's not like someone, it's just like no, not someone that you can, people you can be Catholic with, you know? And I moved here to Phoenix in 2012. And then it was like this very good surprise when I found out like, what, there's a young adults group? Oh, there, there's more guys here? Like, oh, and we're all like openly talking about our faith in a group setting. You know, um, cut to like men's groups and Estovir and uh, uh, Exodus 90 and, and all of these things that have only fed uh, that part that I think is very important um, to to have, especially now into our 30s, um, where, you know, it can get lonely, even though we are like, such a connected um there's so much technology to get us connected to other people right mm -hmm. but it at the same time it can be isolating because you know it's not about the number of friends that you have on facebook it's about the number of connections that you can have in people's lives um and i don't know like what has been your your experience with like having your 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 core group your your brothers um well you ivan you have a brother i do <clears throat> yeah i do i have one brother i have two brothers actually um so my <clears throat> before my my dad married my mom he, he had another child with with another woman uh so he's my older brother dorian um <clears throat> and you know like we we you know we he lives in in, in jerez in, in zacatecas but you know we you know, primarily just talk FaceTime, you know, WhatsApp. So I didn't really grow up with him. Uh, but my brother here, uh, I mean, yeah, we're we're close. We're there was like a five year gap in our relationship. And so like by the time I was like in my teens, he was kind of still like younger, but we still kinda, you know, we played football, basketball with the neighborhood kids and things like that. So we I feel like we always connected, like when we were talking about like video games or and things like that. That's kind of how we bonded. But as we got older, like my brother and I, we have, you know, we have different views when it comes to faith and, and, and you know, marriage and things like that. But that has never, you know, made me go like, oh, I don't really get along with my brother. No, like I, I love my brother, man. Like he's, he's probably one of the smartest guys I know. Um, he's super bright, very smart, um, very responsible. And he's a, great uncle to to my to my girls like he's genuinely a very good human being um 
<clears throat> so like I, yeah, like I, 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 I have my, my, he's my brother, but I feel like we didn't really connect when it came to the faith. Um, so I can't, I like, if I think of like my friend who ever since I was a teen and that I know till now, like, you know, you have those friendships where, you know, you're going to be friends your Forever. whole life. Yeah, you yeah. know, like everyone has yeah. that. And I have like, I can count a few. Uh, obviously the two people that are at this table. Like I know that we're going to be friends for life. Um, <laughs> I love you guys. Um, <clears throat> it's like, you just know those friendships. So the person that like, I know that I've known since I was a teen is, is my, my best friend, Carlos. Like he's, he's probably like the first person that I called like my best friend mm. because He's the yeah, one that wait, brought your brother-in-law, Carlos. my brother-in-law, Carlos. Yeah. yeah. My brother-in-law, Carlos. Um, he, you know, he's my compadre as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can see a pattern here. Exactly. Um, so. Carlos is your best friend. Carlos is my best friend. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Can you tell us the story of how, uh, you work together at, um, uh, the dry place. The dry cleaners? The dry cleaners. Can you have a funny story about that? I don't know. I don't think so. Why do I always remember I these know, like, random you, things? All these things about my life that I don't even know about. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's how my brain works. We have a ton of stories. We do. Carlos and I have a ton of stories. But I think where I was going at is that I feel like with Carlos, he's the one that brought me back to the faith. Mm -hmm. He's the one that, you know, invited me to the Grupo de Oración and... And that just kind of kicked it off. Like, he's one of those friendships where you, like, you you, you become vulnerable with, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, if you struggle with something, like, you tell them and they're not going to judge you. You know, like, you you tell them, like, oh, like, I want to do this with my life. And they're not like, but you won't be able to do it. Like, this and that. Like, people that don't put you down. Like, he's mm -hmm. he's always been someone that I can be, that, that I can be super vulnerable with. Um. And I, I feel like, you know, just from that moment, like, I mean, there was times where we would just be like hours outside his house at night, just talking about like our future, not him and I, but what we're going to. Yeah, you're both separate futures. <laughs> exactly. Um, so like, I think it was so providential that he's still part of my family. Like, he married my sister and um, he became, you know, he's the, the padrino to, to Lily and yeah, man. And so like, there's there's those friendships you know that mm -hmm. you know that you're, mm -hmm. they're just gonna be there for for a long time and yeah i mean there's i feel like everyone that was that was in my wedding party mm -hmm. those are all like the guys that are like i love every single one of those guys so the funny thing is that i i thought carlos was your brother dude I love everybody that. thinks that yeah everybody since we were in high school it's because we have the same name Carlos Garcia, Ivan Garcia. So everybody yeah. thought like, and acabarla de fregar, we were we were in TV production. So every second period, you would see the, the school news. We were recorded in first period. Mm -hmm. um, and Carlos and I were two of the, the hosts. And, we, <laughs> and it was him, it was him and I. So like mm -hmm. that made it even worse. So everybody thought we were brothers. Yeah. Even to like even now, like when we do taco parties together, they're like, oh, you guys are brothers. How we're like, no, brother in laws. <laughs> but it, I, I have a funny story of how I found out that Carlos was not in fact your brother and, and <laughs> Monica was actually your sister. It was not that long ago, actually. We were 
at your parents' house for, I think it was Lily's, I don't know if it was bat baptism or birthday, one or the other, but where you're at your folks' house and we see like pictures of, of your sister on the wall. And I'm like, <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> Why is Carlos's wife on? <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> and I said, well, maybe it's like they really like her, you, you know? Say <laughs> la favorita. Yeah, but I was like, they don't even no, have don't pictures of Carlos thing. when he was a baby. <laughs> like, what's wrong with this? So that's when I found out. That's when <laughs> Kat and I said, no, I think she's the sister. I think it's the other way around. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if they have pictures of Monica as a baby in Carlos's parents' house? So <laughs> I always think that's funny. I never told you that until right now. That's so funny. <laughs> Dude, we get that all the time. Everyone thinks we're brothers. Now we Everybody. need to post a picture of you and Carlos I together. Know. <clears throat> I know. I think it's the beard and the fact that we're like two chubby Mexicans. <laughs> yeah, you doesn't talk help. like too. I mean, it's yeah. it's like you can see that you have spent a lot of time together. And I We spent too much time together. Yeah. <clears throat> <So>. <laughs> a little bit unhealthy. Yeah. But you know. I love you, Carlos. <laughs> uh, how about for you? Um Yeah, for me, kind of like the same, you know, you, you grew up with your, you grow up with your friends of, in school, and it's weird because I can still run into friends that I met, like, in elementary school, and it's like, we're still friends, you know, we still recognize each other and talk to each other, and if one thing has come from Facebook that I say, that's awesome, it's because now you get to get Um, a glimpse of where everybody is, right? Mm. As opposed to, but even before Facebook, I remember this one time I, I, I hadn't seen a, a like my best friend in elementary school, like from kindergarten to like elementary school. Uh, we got separated when we each went our separate ways for like junior high or whatever. Um, and it wasn't still in the same city, but yeah, we went to different yeah, exactly. schools. Uh huh. But when you go to different schools, it's like you're like completely disconnected yeah. from each other, right? But then I like ran into him at a restaurant in my 20s. And it was like we never like lost touch. ¿Qué pasó? Yeah, ¿Qué it was like, it's like, <laughs> so I've been very fortunate with that, you know. And again, with youth group, uh, growing up in youth group and stuff like that, um, I, I met like a lot of, I met tons of friends. Um, and then... In high school, I think it's where my core group of like friends, friends were, because um, a bunch of them we went to the same city to go to college, to Hermosillo. So we kind of like started a really good friendship at in high school, and then we grew that friendship in college, and then everybody started getting married and whatnot, and we continued being really, really good friends. But similar to you. Um, You know, we, Walter, similar to you, Walter, it's um, when I came here, I kind of like got exposed to a different kind of friendships as well, because that's more like on the fun side, the friends that I had and the hanging out and the... When you were single. Yeah, when I was single and stuff like that, like partying, you know, the, drinks or whatever, or sports, uh, playing basketball and doing all the, all the kinds of things. Um, 
but yeah, when I came to Phoenix, that's when I kind of like got in touch with like this group of friends, which again, I don't think that they're like better or worse or anything. They're just, it's a different time of my life and I have that different friendships. But I know that the moment that I go back to Nogales or I go to Hermosillo and I call a bunch of friends that I have down there, it's going to be like we never left. Mm. So I've been very, very blessed and fortunate with the friendships that I've been able to establish uh, all throughout my life. Um, and I, I think that's has something to do with the fact that I'm the youngest of five, uh, four boys and, and one girl. And I was able to live um, kind of like generationally. Mm. You know what I mean? Because I have <clears throat> brothers that are 17 years older than me. Oh, dang. Yeah. And then I have maybe overreaching a little bit but yeah between me and my next brother it's five and then the third one is 10 so yeah it could be about 17 years uh, between me and the, and the older so were one. you an uncle before you were born no oh, okay so no. not that mexican no not that mexican <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh i guess i grew up with like each um area of my childhood each era of my childhood i, I was lived with one of the brothers mm. you know so i kind of learned different things different styles of music from each one of them mm -hmm. um and i hung out in different capacities with each one of them depending on my age you know um fui chaperon de unos cuantos mm. like i would they would take me like on on the dates with their like uh, girlfriend or boyfriend and in, in, in comes to my sister um but with them i had that like different interactions with each one of them so i guess that gave me like like a lot of different ways of knowing how to be friends with somebody because they're all very different. Yeah. So I was able to just become friends with like pretty much everybody. Um, up to this day. I, yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't know. I just don't want to say that I'm super friendly because that's saying, <laughs> um, super humble too, by the way. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I find it really easy to just like strike up a conversation with, with just about anybody. Um, and when I came to St. Joan and I met you guys and I started like seeing as I touch on one of the episodes, what like Catholic, uh, brotherhood is, you know, I was like, this is awesome. You know, because it goes deeper. You have your friends that, you know, will take a bat to your head. Right. If, if you ask them to, to their head. Um, but then this is like a different type of fellowship. This is a different type of, uh, uh accountability that, that you find when you have like a niche group of, of Catholic uh, brothers. Yeah. And, and I think that um, one of the main differentiators would be um, that we're all having a, the, the, like the same goal, you know, mm -hmm. um, do you have the into the breach? Yes, I do. You I want it up. No, read some quotes about what it talks about friendship. Yeah. So, um, Bishop Olmsted gave us a big gift when he wrote his apostolic exhortation into the breach. Um, and for anybody who has not read that, I, we, recommend. we strongly recommend that you go and read that. Um, if you're listening to this episode and it's um, brotherhood, something that you're either looking for or think you have, but have like an inkling of maybe it could be better or deeper or more meaningful. Um, that exhortation, that document is, is 
a must read for any men in 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 any capacity, right? Married, single, whatever, everybody, every guy should read this. But there's a portion of the document that that touches on the three masculine loves. Mm. So essentially how a man loves, right? So we love as a friend, as a husband, and as a father. Um, and and one of the chapters is a friend in Christ, Band of Brothers. You know, and I think you were hinting at the the show Band of Brothers. Yeah. Uh, earlier when we were having this conversation, but which you have homework. <clears throat> which I have homework. I have never you watched watch it. it. It's always been in my queue. I've never like made time for it. I love um, war movies and war series like that. It's 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 definitely on my on my to do list. One more thing that we have in common. Yeah. Yeah, like Saving Private Ryan is one of my top five movies. Don't get Ivan started on Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> That's yeah. mean. I was just about to go off too <laughs> on Saving Private Ryan, but I'll keep it for now. Okay, episode. two minutes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> two you have two minutes. Go, go. <laughs> but yeah, in the document, he gets uh, uh, the bishop gets into what kind of like what it means to have that band of brothers and to have uh, um, men to rely upon and that you, you should be kind of like a spotter. That's another way of saying it mm -hmm. for somebody. Um, cause he says, you know, and I'm going to paraphrase here from the document at the very inception of his ministry here on earth, Jesus called other men to join him. What was he teaching us? Um, you know, we see that he called his disciples to himself in such a way that they would form deep bonds of friendship and brotherhood. And even at the last supper, He specifically said to them, no longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what the master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. So that true friendship in God is, is definitely possible. Uh, and a true brotherhood with Jesus, even more attainable. Um, but um, it's, it's so powerful how he touches on why And, and how we need to make those strong bonds of brotherhood um, as a Catholic man, because when you're coming into the faith, you know, that's something that Satan doesn't, Satan doesn't want you to be close to Jesus, right? So he's going to look for different instances of moments of weakness. Um, and like you hinted, you know, in the beginning of the episode of isolation, when we get into our 30s, mid 30s, late 30s or early 40s or whatever, because of family or because of work or whatever, men start becoming more isolated. Mm -hmm. And that's the importance of having that uh, um, band of brothers, that fellowship that keep you kind of like on the right path. You know, you, you're accountable to somebody that you can rely on. Obviously, your family and your wife should be kind of like your go-to number one, right? But um, sometimes you need that, that external uh, fraternity to to kind of keep you on the straight and narrow yeah but there's going to be things that are going to be discussed with within men that are mm -hmm. maybe not topics that are not suited or discussing with your wife um you know so there might be yes obviously um, being the the spiritual leader of the family is a very important thing and you know just having a support system of encouraging each other um you know there there's famous saints in the church that have been best friends um like 
uh, Ignatius of Loyola and uh, Francis Xavier. Mm -hmm. They were college uh, roommates um, before they even became priests. That's kind of fun. Mm -hmm. um, there's a uh, Basil and Gregory. Jim Basil and Saint Gregory. Yeah, they were also best friends. And uh, if you start reading their letters, it's like how they would talk to one another, um, exhorting each other to to mm -hmm. keep the faith. So I was like, yeah. holy friendships, you know. And then C.S. Lewis and Tolkien are another, yeah, um, pair the of inklings. The inklings. Mm -hmm. Shout out to AJ and Brandon, the inkle do. Inkle do. Um. But yeah, I, I and it's rooted in scripture too. Right? Yes, because that's true. scripture tells us a friend is a friend at all times, and a brother is born for the time of, of adversity. That's Proverbs seventeen seventeen. Yeah, and that's something very important that I wanted to touch on. I think that um, when you have it's, it's like all of these epic movies, even like Lord of the Rings, you know that there is a an evil that has to be defeated. And then a group of men, well, in this case, elves and uh, dwarves and humans. Thank you, Walter. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> they they band together with the same purpose uh, in mind, which is to to defeat evil. And you know, we we talked about at length in this podcast how um, Catholic Lord of the Rings is, but um, just like Band of Brothers, I think this is such a good. Um, example of like true men that were living in that specific um, period in time where there was like a, a very horrible thing that happened to humanity uh, but what I can derive out of that it was like it was ordinary men farmers from all over the US that got drafted to go and fight for freedom in the world you know from from this evil that, that that was overcoming um, the world. Um, we got a lot of good stories about heroic virtue coming from simple men that were just like fighting for what they thought was true. How much more can we apply those um, heroic virtues in our struggle to to keep the faith? To, to get to heaven and to bring as many people as possible with us as we can. Mm -hmm. um, we are fighting a spiritual battle and there are two sides, there's two, two standards, whether we are on one side or, or, or the other. Um, so we need that, uh, that group of people because if we, if, if by ourselves we can be weak but um, we are together. We are stronger together. Mm -hmm. Let's start wrapping it up. Final thoughts. I just, um, I also like to look at it in the sense of community as well. You know, like I was talking with <clears throat> one of my good friends. Um, him and I like to talk about like theology and things like that. And we just started we're talking more like in, in you know like what our parishes mean to us and and all that but with all that comes community so i also like to look at it as what do i want for my family for my girls for my wife um do i want them to be around you know 
communities that are just not going to be good for them? That's not going to raise mm-hmm. them up? Or do I want them to be with, with you know, men who have good families, who have good wives, who have good kids, that they grow up in the faith together? Like, that's what I want for my family, you mm-hmm. know? So, <clears throat> you know, the whole, like, it takes a village to raise a child. That's so true. It is. So, like, I want to surround myself with good men that are going to help me in that mission, you know? Especially, the, you know, the men who have families. Even, I mean, I have friends who are not married who they really show that. things to the table. Yeah, exactly. They're necessary. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, they really show that, that. And, you know, even though they're not married, like, they still love my family so much and want that for them so yeah i also look at it as it's not just you know how is me having a good brother how is me having a like my best friend you know walter gustavo how's me having all these men gonna benefit me but like yes i want it to benefit me but i want them to benefit my family you know Mm -hmm. yeah and it helps you grow too you know i i know i've learned a lot from all the men that i've become friends with ever since that retreat and it, it pushes you, you know, to, to be better in every aspect. Uh, and I completely agree with you, Ivan, that, that forming community just helps your overall core uh, of a family grow into other many families, you know, and restoring Catholic culture, mm-hmm. little and traditions too, you know, like the All Saints Day party that, that we put together. It was awesome to just see everybody like dressing up as their favorite saint and um, kind of like going against the current, you know, not that there's anything wrong with Halloween per se, but well, Halloween started as a, <laughs> a well, yes, Catholic, not Catholic tradition, but it's rooted in, in, in Halloween. In um, so we wanted to just make that kind of like connection to it and really highlight the, the, the faith in, in, in that sense. Um, and it's healthy. It's healthy for other men to have, um, for men to have friends, to have a circle of friends outside of their immediate family. Um, and it does have an effect, you know, where, where the, where marriages where men have uh, no emotional support other than their wives. Um, and there has, there's studies that show that men today are living friendless lives and that shouldn't be, you know, there's yeah. plenty of, of, of men to just uh, commune again uh, around. So. But also a good thing to say is that building community takes effort. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not just going to happen. You need to be intentional about it and um, cultivating those, those friendships. You know, I always kind of envy religious um, mm-hmm. because they have the community built in. Yeah. But from what I've heard, it's also very challenging to live in community because, you know, day in, day out, you're praying together, you're eating meals together. You basically have to do it. It comes with different um, you challenges. Know, it's like, yeah, it's like living in, in, in yeah, with your family, especially now that we're spending more and more time together as, uh, as families inside of our homes. Um, but let that not be a deterrent for us to... Um, as men grow our brotherhood, that we can grow our communities, that we can restore Catholic culture in several different pockets of, um, of society, 
that we can strengthen that fabric that that makes um, our society here in the United States. Um, yeah, I think that. Oh yeah, you got another one. Yeah, I'll just close the the for the from the exhortation of uh, Bishop Thomas Olmsted. Uh, with this quote, what a blessing to have the presence of a good faithful friend to provide the encouragement and accountability we need to be free. Indeed, as the scripture tells us, as iron sharpens iron, so one man must sharpen another. Amen. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Barbatos Catholic Podcast, the show where three Mexican dads talk about faith, life, and culture. If you like the show, please consider subscribing to the podcast, sharing it on social media, leaving a rate and review on Apple Podcasts and recommending it to your friends and family. And if you didn't like it, well, just uh, keep it to yourself and let others make their own mistakes. You can follow us on Instagram at Barbatos Catholic Podcast. Send us an email at hello at barbatoscatholicpodcast.com. On the web, we are at www.barbatoscatholicpodcast.com where you'll find the show notes for this episode and more. And go build your community. Find your Francis Xavier and your Basil and, and your Samwise Gamgee. Samwise Gamgee. And your C.S. Lewis. And your, your C.S. Lewis. And your Walter. And your Ivan. Aww. Aww. Carlos. <laughs> Carlos. Go have a beer. Go have a beer with a friend. <laughs> yeah. Go have a go build relationships in person, please. Yep. All right. Let's land this Casey. Great for, for us. Thanks for the burros. <laughs> <laughs>